What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uncut Sheets. I am your co-host, Alex, the Sports Card Stallion, and I'm flanked by none other than the one, the only, loudest mouth east of the Mississippi. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan, a.k.a. Fat Snacks Cards, your local degenerate, your favorite co-host, and today we have a legendary, legendary guest, uh, product, senior product manager of Upper Deck, Billy Cilio. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, look, I'm I'm just privileged to be in the same sentences of guys like uh, Eric Myers and then Tim and Corey, just to, to add on to the list of great, uh, great uh, guests that you've had on the show. I hope I can, I can fill those shoes uh, to oh, the best I of my ability. I'm all right. Don't you worry. Yeah, totally not friends of the show or anything. <laughs> Yeah. How have you been and how's stuff at Upper Deck going so far? Dude, it's it's been busy. Um, you know, we're still in the catching up process. Uh, we've been putting out a lot of releases. Uh, you know, a lot of people for about a year or so were asking, where are the products? Where are the products? And it's almost like they're asking too many products, too many products. But, you know, we want to get back on track. And I think we've been doing that in the past uh, number of months. And uh, what people don't understand is there's a lot of there's a lot of work on the back end of the uh, of the products also. So working on checklists and making sure everything comes in and stuff like that. Uh, we're we're really busy not only making products but finishing up products. Hundred percent, and mm. that's the job over there. So it's always hard because it's like you have you're like you're a collector, but you're also a developer, and you understand like the back end of all this stuff. So it's always weird because. I'm sure you get the complaints of like consumers like, oh, there's not enough product. Oh, there's too much product. Oh, the but then also you're like, I get it. I do. But I also do this stuff for a living and you don't know what goes on on this side. And if you can't see on the other side of the curtain, it's real easy to just be like, oh, they're screwing this up or they're not doing this right or they're doing this perfect. So we appreciate you. I, I think guys like you should be cherished. And uh, I I appreciate you coming on, and I think we're going to have a good time. So we're going to step right into the quick fire challenge where we kind of ask you some silly, fun questions, stuff like that, this or that, or like if you had to do this, what would you do just to kind of break the ice? And then we'll get into what we call the meat and potatoes of the show where we ask you some questions. And then, yeah, we'll shut it out. So let's get right into this. Alex, are you ready for the quick fire challenge? All right. I'm ready, but the real question Billy, is: Billy, are you ready I, I'm, for the I'm, quick fire I'm positioning. Challenge? I'm positioning myself, self in my chair, just in boxed up and ready. Yeah. <laughs> bend the uh, bend the knees. You know, stick the butt out. I'm ready to. I'm uh, ready to take uh, these hits. Okay. Um. All right. First, this is a pretty easy one. Um. It's more memory based, but easy. What was the first sports card you ever owned? Um, I remember the first pack of cards I think I ever got was 1984 Donruss. Um, and then everybody wanted the Don Mattingly card. It was like his big rookie card. And so to be able to find those, those were tough packs to find every now and then too. The first set that I really built sets and like was really like collecting was probably 1987 Topps Baseball. Uh, but sprinkled into all this baseball, um, I was also uh, like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom was a big set oh, I collected. Yeah. And 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 those red border Return of the Jedi cards were also another set that I collected a lot of as a kid. That's so cool. Yeah, it's funny because you know pop culture cards are doing so well nowadays. 
But back then, you kind of would think it's like an afterthought because even sports cards weren't as big. But yeah, you have iconic sets like you're talking like that, oh, yeah. the Indiana Jones and the Star Wars. So that's really cool. All right. Um, second, better to live in the city or the country? If you could choose, <laughs> which one? I'll tell you what. I, I love going home back to Michigan. Um, I love like being able to hang out with my friends and sit around a bonfire and just uh, you know hang out. But there's just so much to do out in the city. There's so many different things that uh, you can do something different every night. And, uh, you know, I moved out to Michigan when uh, when I had the opportunity to move. I moved out from Michigan to California when I had the opportunity to move back. I kind of, My answer was like, have you ever been to Southern California? Um, it, it's, you know, I love it. I'm still like, I'm, I'm wearing it here. I'm still, you know, Michigan sports, everything. But uh, I, I can't say I... Uh, I can say I enjoy the weather and I enjoy just the, the culture out here. Yeah. It's always funny when I went out to California for my first time, I went out to Hollywood and like, you know, as a tourist, you think like Hollywood's going to be this glitz and glam and beautiful area. And then you go there and there's homeless people everywhere and drug head and just, it's crazy. And you look and my buddy's like, yeah, it's not the most beautiful place. But it's still freaking like California. It's 80 degrees with the sun and dry heat. So it's not humid. It's perfect outside. You can wear flip flops and shorts and a t-shirt. It's like, God, this is pretty nice though. Like, especially, you know, being a Michigan, Chicago guys, like dealing with the winners we deal yeah. with. It's like still pretty darn nice. So yeah. yeah good save, that. Jordan. Good save. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh but um, all right, card show you'd rather go near, home or far away? Like, would you prefer like if you were like I ha I have to go to a card show for work or even as a collector, would you rather be far away because you like like the adventure of it, or would you rather be home because you don't want to have to pack up, fly all that BS? I you know my favorite card show and we're all getting pumped and ready for it is probably the fall and the spring expo in Toronto. Um, I love the national. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I actually don't go to the national as much just because I, I like to go to the expo, uh, having a hockey license, you know, where's our market, you know, there's, there's obviously there's market in the United States, but there's, there's a big time market in Canada and, you know, to be able to talk, they're, they're diehards, they're passionate. And to be able to talk to them about the products, um, from a standpoint of what do I enjoy and what's most important to me? I think that that's probably one of the most important shows for, for myself and my counterparts to go to. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we love it and everybody treats us great out there. Uh, we're, we're, I always joke with my friends. I'm a big deal in Canada. You know, they, the U S the U S consumers don't necessarily know me as much just because I, I, I build hockey cards, entertainment stuff. But, uh, uh, in Canada, um, you know, I'll, I'll have people buy me a tasty beverage every once in a while. <laughs> kind of uh, a big deal. No, that's amazing. Um, what is, uh, Oh, I got this one, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Billy, do you prefer the jambalaya or the PMG insert? You know, um, I got, I got to go with the PMG. I, I, it's, it's a beautiful looking card. Uh, cool. When you have all that colored light effects, which is the deco foil that they use for the cards uh, done right, man, those cards just pop. So I, I, I'm a PMG guy and don't get me wrong. I, I love the jambalayas. I think it's a cool technology. We, we try to do some fun stuff with it each time that we, we design that set. But, uh, uh as a collector, I'm, I'm a PMG guy. Yeah. 
something about those PMGs. The jambalaya is a great insert in itself, but those PMGs just, it's something about them. And it's not just the value. Like, I know a lot of people just think, oh, it's an expensive card that's really hard to pull. But it's just something, the, the look, the rarity, the, the feeling of how rare they, it just, it, 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 it embined everything about the hobby into one card, kind of like, you know, rarity, exclusiveness, uh, value, looks, uh, all that. And it's really just did a really good job. I Alex, like next one also. I was just going to add real quick. I actually am a fan of the condition sensitivity. Is yes. that weird or is that not weird? Because not they're, so already, they're numbered and they're already so unique. So if you pull one and it is like even like a PSA eight, or if it's in, decent condition like, eight or nine is already like, way above all the other grades like i, I like it i love it <laughs> the condition is almost like the patch colors you know on on uh like is, is your rookie auto patch did you get like two or three color breaks or whatever did you get a huge no. color or did you get a break you know we understand the conditioning problems and that has a lot to do with the way those cards are made right and how they're cut um you know i don't know if you've noticed the uh the aew uh metal universe the pmgs i think they've improved on on that quite a bit on the chipping uh issues and we continue yeah. to find ways to 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 lessen the the chipping on those cards and i think you know we've had a little bit of success and we hope to make it better 100 percent, 100 percent, absolutely alex you want to go with the next question also yep. uh, we're all collectors here billy i want you to grab the nearest best card you have in the oh shortest time possible ready set He's gotta got something cool. I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm grabbing three off my. Okay. Yeah, the display. more the better. All right. You're gonna you're gonna love them all, Alex. So I've got okay. my my Barry Sanders. Yes. Here we go. Yeah, nice. uh, 93 SP. I think so. Or 93. Yep. 93 future heroes. There you go. That's nice. I just like a picture of Barry as Barry. Well, on the back we have a little. Blasted Billy there. Oh, <laughs> I love it. The Blasted Billy. Um, here's here's one for you, Alex. I do have my my Spidey. Oh, up. okay. Now I'm getting actually nauseous. Oh my god. Oh. Probably my probably my favorite. My I named my dog after this guy. I got my Roberto Baggio. Oh, nice. That card. With the, with the uh he's he's with business the, in the front party in the back. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yes, so sir. those are those are some of the ones I have hanging up in my office. I I didn't want to dig around for no. You're ones, good. But... You're good. That's perfect. Um, if you had to choose between a PSA ten gem mint or a BGS nine five true gem plus, what would it be? Meaning I... like four nine fives and a ten, or so we'll give you like a high end nine five. Or a PSA ten, which would you choose? I I just I like PM or I, I like the um, PSA. I, I I collect PSA slabs for the most part. I'm not a I'm not a big grader. Like I have a box, and most of my slab stuff is actually authenticating slabs. It's not a um, grading slab. I just started collecting um, some some slab stuff uh, just to kind of add to my collection. And I mean, it literally can fit in one box of like, or two boxes of all the slab cards that I have. Um, so, but I, what I go with is usually the PSA. It just, it stacks better, but like my autograph stuff, I, I use the Beckett cause I, I use their authentication. And now that when it, I'm one of those guys, once you do one, you kind of want to 
do them all like that. Yeah, you want to keep your collection unified. There's a lot of people I know like yep. that. Like, I know a lot of big collectors who buy, and if it's not in their preferred slab, they just crack it. They don't even care if the grade drops or this, that. They just like that copy, and they want it in their slab holder that they choose. And it, there's something nice about having your whole collection unified. Like, I, I remember most of my collection is still in PSA, but I remember there's times where I've had packet slabs. It's not that I don't like them, but it is like kind of like, your weird like collector OCD brain when you see a big like chunky slab and a oh, sea yeah. of PSA slabs, you're like, oh, it doesn't look good. So I completely get that. All right. Next set. Allen and Ginter or Goodwin Champion? Oh, that's a tough one. You want to know what's funny is when I got hired at Upper Deck, they asked me what my favorite set was. And I, I said, no offense. I go, but it, it was Allen and Ginter at the time. Um, as I have seen the process of Goodwin, uh, like get better and better each year. Um, and you know, we're friends with, we're friends with Jeremy too, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I've turned into a homer on this one just because I, I like what we've done with, with Goodwin in the number of years where I think it's the content's gotten better and better each year. Um, you know, there were specific things that I liked out of Alan Ginter that I, that have since I don't want to say disappeared, but, um, you know, th there's not as much stuff that I collect from uh, from Alan Ginter as there is now in Goodwin. So I, I'm 100 percent on board on Goodwin. It's not a homer. It is a homer pick, but it's not a homer pick. Um, I haven't uh, purchased Alan Ginter in a number of years where I've purchased a lot of uh, a lot of Goodwin. No, and you can still. You can still get the uh, the Jordan autos out of Goodwin Champions. That's what I was gonna say. Just based off, like, there's some really like, and I know that's like easy. Like, people are gonna go, "Oh, well, Goodwin," just because. But like, there's so much more cool stuff. I love how you guys insert all these different stars and stuff. Like, I just think Goodwin's Champ is a very, very unique product. I I also love it. Honestly, I love both of them. So I I'm here with you. I I love Alan and Ginter, and I love uh uh um. Goodwin champs. It's always just um I think they're a unique product for a unique audience, meaning like certain either it's the kind of thing you love or you hate. But I think both are very amazing. So I that so, would be a hard choice for me also because I do enjoy both products immensely. So Goodwin uh, for us has really turned into like a prospecting set, to be honest with you. We don't have yes. like these other licenses. So it's our way to get um, you know, iconic cards of some of the, the new rookies and other sports that we might have set deals with. And then, as I said, we still have the weird and wacky. We still, you know, some sports maybe you've never heard of. Um, you know, we put Octagon uh, girls in there all the time. That's that's my I get to I I used to get to pick like which one we would do each year. That was that was fun for me. But, uh, you know, Tony Tony's built a beast, uh, you know, and it, it actually started with our boss, Grant. Uh, he came up with the concept and then. Uh, you know, Tony's had it for the last number of years and, you know, it's gotten even better. Nice. Shout well, out there's, to Grant there's, and Tony. Still, there's still bug cards in it, too. How, how weird is that? There's still bug collectors out there. So, <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, yeah, there is. are. All right. You have to choose one sport to watch. Nothing else will appear on that TV. So if you choose basketball, you get all sorts of basketball, women's basketball, college basketball, high school basketball, professional, but you only can get one sport on that TV. And that's all that will pop up. What sport are you choosing? It's going to be soccer. I'm, I've, I played soccer, uh, high school, college, uh, in my, that's, that's why you see me walking with a limp too many, too many miles, mileage is, uh, playing soccer. I love the game. I love, uh, 
you know, watching it. They did not put this uh, messy thing behind me on purpose, but it's there. Um, I'm sure Tim is going to appreciate having a big old messy thing right there. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love the sport. I used to coach the sport. Um, I'll go to a game and not just see people kicking a ball. I see, I like, I can see like the movement of people without the ball and that sort of stuff, just like basketball players can see, you know, when you're moving without the ball, like how important it is. I can see that from a soccer standpoint. Uh, so I, I enjoy it even more. hundred percent. Yeah. That's a good answer. And it's a unique one. Not one we usually get that much. So, well, and you, you get didn't, you didn't play bowling. That's why. No, I'm just kidding. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Alex, this is you. you this okay. is up your alley. All right. You uh, you wake up in the morning, Billy, and you grab your phone. What is the first app that you open? Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, the first app I open, honestly, is probably Pandora because I'm going to the shower and I'm putting on my uh, my '90s rap uh, shuffle. And uh, and taking a shower and then going in and then I usually will jump on the clubhouse app to see if someone started a room or not. And then I kind of uh, I, I just want to get to work. It's more like when I get to work is when I start checking stuff. Um, I do. Yeah. I do enjoy my Instagram. Uh, that's kind of my place where I, you know, will talk to people. Facebook's more of a family kind of thing for me. So if I don't add people on Facebook, it's don't take offense. Just find me on Instagram. I'll come on there. You can add me there, but, uh, you know, um, those, that's, that's pretty much, I don't do Twitter. I have never gotten into Twitter. I do like, you know, people think we don't even pay attention to forums and podcasts and stuff like that, but you know, I'll, I'll check out the hobby insider and I'll check out blowout and just kind of see what they have to say about hockey products. And, uh, and then, yeah, just kind of go about my day. 100% very fair. Answer. All right. Um, this at next one could be you too. Okay, uh, it's a quick, easy one. I think I know the answer. Rookie cards or autograph cards? Man, I like autograph cards. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> I agree. All right, uh, this is a chat GPT generated question. We usually take one question and uh, pull it from chat GPT. This one is holographic inserts. Or cards that actually project holograms. <laughs> Man, if we could, if we right. could do that, that would be great. I, right. I would love it. You know, we're always trying to find out how to do new stuff. Uh, if we could, if we could, uh, if we could do that. I mean, if it could be done, I think, uh, I think our friends at uh, at Tops should have done it a long time ago and done an R two D two hologram card with Princess Leia saying, right. "You're my only hope." You're my only hope. So you know. They they should have been thinking about that a long time ago, but uh, you know, upper deck is the is the home of the holograms. So you know, I, I do like uh, I do like holograms too. Heck yeah! All right, and last but not least, Alex, you got this one. All right, <laughs> Michigan or Michigan State? Come on, come on! I was already showing everything at my desk. We got we got the basketball oh, going on here. The Spartan ball. Yep. I got my Jaron Jackson signed hat there, JJJ. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a big Michigan State fan. Um, it's it's a little frustrating what's going on with the football program right now. Actually, obviously, or you know, don't condone any any such behavior. Um, looking forward to basketball season. Alex will have his his fun in the sun here in a week or two 
in football and I'll just keep waiting, circling the date of the basketball game so right. uh, I can have my fun. But no, I was, I was born and raised like a mile from East Lansing campus. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I've been a Michigan state fan my whole life. Um, I'm so excited that they're joining the pac 10. Cause that means these guys are going to be coming out to California to, uh, play, you know, USC and UCLA, and we can show, uh, the West side of the country, how to tailgate like the Midwest does. Yes. Well, on behalf of, no both of you, I'd like to apologize as an Ohio state fan, because, you know, just want to make hey. it clear. We all know who's the dominant one in this relationship. Oh. Just saying so. It's all right, gentlemen. My, on my to boss, the meat and potatoes. My, my boss was lucky enough to go to the UCLA game, just uh, this, or not. I'm sorry, the USC game that triple yeah. overtime. And he's telling me about it. I'm like, well, how was the tailgate? He's like, well, you know, you, you like everything's like you're in a parking structure. He goes, so we did go to this really cool tailgate. It was catered by this and this and that. I'm oh like, catered? Goodness. What are you catered. talking about? <laughs> Like, that's not There's tailgating. barbecue. <laughs> what? Catered. Wow. What? Uh, all right. The only the only catering in East Lansing is the guy that has the truck with the 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 uh, drumstick legs, the turkey legs. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the only catering right. I know. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, that was our quick fire challenge, Billy. You freaking rocked it. Now we're on to the main part of the show. For the first question. In-person autographs, how difficult or easy is it to obtain them? Like, um, it, it depends on how much time you want to put in. Uh, it really does. Like, you know, it it's gotten bigger and crazier where, um, and for those of you that don't know, like I, I collect cards, but I also collect uh, in-person autographs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's there's a plethora of opportunity here in, in Southern California because, you know, you've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. So um, more and more, people, yeah, more yeah. and more people have gotten into it. It's almost like, you know, I, I compare it to like storage wars where I don't think there were a lot of people that used to you know, go and try to get, you know, storage units and sell them. But once it was on TV and once people started seeing stuff on social media, all of a sudden, like you'd see more and more people pop up. Same sort of thing with collecting with collecting in-person autographs, where I think more and more people have seen stuff on social media and, uh, you know, you're seeing new faces every day. And, and, you know, there's only so many spots, there's only so many autographs sometimes these people give out. There's only so many spots where you can stand to get these people and people get there earlier and earlier. So um, it's it's tough. It's gotten tougher. It used to be, you know, maybe you put in an hour or two and now there's people that are, you know, sleeping overnight for, for events and for, for just like one person. And you really have to sit there. I, I explain it to the people that do this for a living. You know, you have to sit there and say, okay, you know, how many hours are you putting in for this specific autograph and how much do you think you're going to get in return for it? I don't sell my stuff, but uh, for the ones that do, uh, how much do you plan on getting in return? And, um, you know, it uh, is it worth your time? It, you know, that's that's kind of what it is. But I, I'm still, you know, I'm still a guy from Michigan who used to think a radio DJ was a celebrity. So, you know, it's still fun <laughs> for me. I still, you know, enjoy it. So that's. And is this a real shot that, like, the person might turn you down? You might get the perfect oh, opportunity. Yeah. You see them in the front of the – you camped out all morning. You're waiting. You're excited. You have a coffee. Or even you're nice. You got a box of donuts to offer them a donut to, like, be like, hey, you want a donut? Or, like, 
something to attract them to think you're not a weirdo. Then they just go. Obviously, we know what Jordan values. (laughs) You know, never want my IP auto, you know. Not just, uh, I'm just saying, a Boston cream might get you a long way. So Just putting that out there for people who are interested. Yeah, Uh, and a prime example Yeah, they might just say, fuck off, right? They might just say, shoo off. Yep, and and it's sometimes it's not even them. Sometimes it's security. Sometimes it's the location. Or they're you know, having you, a bad day. You know, just to straight yeah. up they're having a bad day type stuff. Yeah, it's it's it can be a challenge for sure. Are there nor are there like regulars that maybe like obviously you don't like text or call or anything, but are there familiar faces like regulars when you show up? You're like, oh hey, and you. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a there's a group of Los Angeles graphers. You know who they are. If you've been doing it and you've seen the people, that everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody likes everybody. Right. Every, everybody pretty much knows everybody. Um, yeah. And the problem is, it's it's like so so and so will be doing it, and then they'll get a worker, and then the the workers will think they can do it, and then the workers will get workers, and then that's mm-hmm. when it just becomes you know, out of control. And some, if you tell someone, someone has to tell another person and tell another person. And then all of a sudden something that would have been nice, low key that they would would, would nice and low key, you know, there's 20 people there because someone can't keep their mouth shut or, you know, they have deals with other people. It's, it, it, this is a hobby for me. My, my autograph collecting is a hobby. It's not, a. I don't do it for a living. Um, so it, uh, for the people that do it for a living, there's, there's a lot of other it's things that they have. To, yeah, it is. It really is. And uh, it can make it not fun sometimes. Billy, what is the what is the etiquette like? So let's say you are in the etiquette? perfect place. Just... Well, like you say you are in the perfect spot and you see, you know, you have a photo of whoever it is you're waiting for and here they come. Like, well, what do you say? What's the proper etiquette? What do you say? Do you say Mr. or Mrs.? Or do you call oh. them by their first name? Like how... How do you get – because some people like to be called something, and if they're called something else, they could walk away and get upset. I don't, you, you know how people are. I mean, you usually, like, will call – like, Mr. Ford is Mr. Ford. You oh, don't Ford. say, hey, Uncle Harry, or anything like that. You say <laughs> you say Mr. Ford. Um, yeah. But for uh, for other people, you know, you'll you usually just call their name. You know, they, they've heard it a million times. Okay. Um, so it's, it's – there's some people that – I don't want to, there's some people that just demand respect. Like when Harrison Ford comes, you you don't sit there and bum rush him because you know, you're not going to get anything because he won't do it. If you are in a straight line and everyone is, you know, uh, not rushing him and anything like that, he, he will not every time, but he is more apt to do it in that situation than if people are just mobbing him. So, um, these guys are humans also. So like a little respect, they get it, especially guys like him who are so freaking famous, right? Yeah, but for other people, like people are just throwing stuff in their faces, and it's you know you almost feel bad for them sometimes. You know, you try to be respectful, uh, and then there's just some people like you know, I I, I jokingly say they live graph to graph because if they don't sell their autograph, that's that's like the food they're that's the money for their food, that's the money for their rent, and so oh. they. They do whatever they can to get it. And it's a little wild because my one thought process with graphing too that's weird is aren't some of these famous uh, – like I know people like you said, they know them or they're a grapher, so sometimes these guys will work with them. But don't a lot of celebrities really get off put by the idea of 
hey, I'm collecting your autograph. Not like you, who's a true collector. Maybe you've had to sell an autograph in your time to get a float or a situation. But I'm saying you're a true collector. You get these, you collect them, you cherish them for the most part. Mm-hmm. But let's say I am your competition and I'm a grapher. They see me, they know I go straight to eBay. I go straight to Instagram, make a story. Doesn't that make it harder for me to get a graph sometimes because they know I'm just flipping it? And how do those guys kind of survive? Because I've definitely heard stories of athletes and famous people going, listen, I have no problem signing stuff for you, but I really don't want to sign 10 things for you if you're just selling it. I don't I, I don't like that. It's not what I do, and it's not something I want to do. Yeah, they can. a lot of them can tell. Um, like some people will say, like, I can't, you, you can kind of tell now there are, there are the true fans that might overdo it and get overzealous and don't know. And they bring a whole bunch of stuff. I I think for the most part, like the most I'll bring for somebody is maybe four or five at the most. And it's not a real telltale sign is when you have three of the same photo, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious or, you know, the, there's Funko collectors now that actually will just have the Funko windows and just have them sign the window. So what they do is they take out the window so then they can apply it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some sure tell signs of whether or not this person's a collector or not, but you know, I I think some, I think Tim Tebow back in the days, like I can't tell the difference. Like people are giving stuff, whether you're selling it or whether you're not. So, um, you know, it's, it's difficult and you could sit there and say, Oh, well, you know, personalize it to me. And some of the talent has gotten smart enough to know you can actually relate, uh, erase personalization. Yeah, you can pretty much like, rub it off. If, yeah. if you want, if you want to mess with a grapher that you think is selling for it, ask for personalization. And then what you do is you intertwine your autograph with the personalization. Um, there are uh, some some people that do that, and when you do that, if you try to wipe it away, you're messing with the autograph. Smart. So um, that's that's how you get away. Like as a, so that's how celebrities can can mess with grabbers. Like like you said, I I've maybe sold one percent of, of the yeah, autograph collection. I've probably given away five to ten percent right. of the autographs. I give away a lot of stuff because I know there's a lot of people that don't have the um, access that I have. My sister will get like twenty to thirty autographs every year for Christmas, and <laughs> and you know it started. She used to go to Dragon Con in Atlanta and get me one autograph every year. Like that would be my Christmas gift. And so then all of a sudden I'm like, so who do you like? I went to I, I went to Dancing with the Stars, you know, rehearsal the other day, and mm-hmm. I got my sister because she's a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I got oh, again. Photo. So I, I apologize because it was an old photo how I met of her. Your mother. That's how but, I know. Yeah, her. I'm well, I'm a huge How I Met Your Mother fan. I love How so, I Met Your Mother. So I had that printed for her. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so you know I only I, know her from American Pie, right? Yep, yeah, yep. American Pie. My friend's like, oh, the flute girl. I'm like, the yeah. Flute girl. But uh so it's funny. I had this. I left this stuff at my desk on accident from the weekend. But like, That's I went amazing, this weekend so for cool. a few things. So you know, I give away a bunch too. It's it's yeah. But uh, you know, you've told me that you have stuff, even like gifts and in certain like unique items for the actual celebrities or whoever you're trying to get their autograph. You'll you'll treat them with a gift or something like that if you get the chance, which I think is really really cool. Um. All right. Uh. So. Oh. Real quick, and then we'll get down to UDA stuff. What type of preparation are you doing before you go to the different sites to to graph and get autographs? 
You know, most of most of the locations uh, that I'll go, I'm I'm pretty familiar with. I've been doing it for like 13 years, so like we know where to stand for certain spots. Um, and, and another thing to to keep in mind, most of the places that I go and the things that I do, the celebrity is out to promote something. They're out. They're going to a talk show. They're going to a premiere. They're going to a Q and A. So they're out to promote. So it's not like you know we're knocking on their front door of the house and and you know bugging them in their personal space and, and whatnot. So for the most part, like this is they're at an event and yeah. uh, you know that's that seems a lot more you know respectable than than going to their houses or chasing or their or chasing their cars or something like that. Yeah, you know, I, I, a restaurant with their dinner at family or yeah, something. So like that. so. So there's that aspect of it. You know, you got to have prints. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I'll, I'll print photos for the events. Like the stuff that you saw wasn't something that I, you know, got. I bought the photos. I, you know, we would go to a photo lab and and print the images for us, uh, stuff for them to sign. And you know, usually, like I said, I'll usually have like I'll usually print like one or two images for each person. Uh, and, and there's times where you know, you might have a list of people and it's just like, well, I'll just print for so-and-so just because, and you never know. I, I same with like photo ops. It's funny. I, I sat there and I found, um, uh, a, one time I was sitting there, I was like, man, I, I, I got, I was on the boat late for like house or, uh, house of cards. And I'm like, oh, and then Rachel Brosnahan was in Marvelous Miss Maisel. And I was like, oh, I wish I had a photo with her. And little did I know, like I had taken a photo at another event uh, with her and she had red hair at the time because my friend's like, oh yeah, she's on House of Cards. Just get a photo with her. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was at like one of those entertainment weekly parties or whatever and got a photo. I'm like, sweet, I do have a photo with her. Um, so, you know, you get that. And then, you know, I've got you know, you get a chair to sit in because you might there be be there for a while. I even have one of those like expandable yeah. chairs that has a a charger on it because, you cool. know, you got to make sure you got your phone charged uh, and have a charger with you just in case because you could be there for a while. You know, there's some events that you just kind of know when it's going to end and start. You know, there's going to be a lot of people or a few people and you can get there at whatever specific time. Um Got to bring then, the boxing gloves too. And then right? there's some like the the longest one, and I I was going to mention this earlier, like the longest one. I actually waited, I think three days, and it was the Star oh, Wars. God. It was the Star Wars premiere for the the New Hope, the new Star Wars movie. Everyone was so excited. Oh like yeah, we, when there hadn't been one forever, right? Yeah, like we had a group of people, and we kind of took turns. So you know, I'd run over, like I'd have run over to whatever, but you know, I slept on Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, for a couple days. You're and they had no access. They were so far away. They didn't bring anybody over. My body was absolutely destroyed. Uh, yeah. My spirits were destroyed. And I didn't even wait for the movie to end. And what happens? Everybody kind of moved closer to the theater at the end. And every, a bunch of people came out. And Harrison Ford signed. And Daisy Ridley signed. And Carrie Fisher signed. And I had already gone home because I couldn't even stand anymore. So, um, yeah, the most amount of time I've ever put in was was for that premiere. It was a complete bust for me. Uh, you know, the people that did wait it out, congratulations. And, you know, I, I learned not to get uh, to get jealous of, of what other people get because just like collecting cards, someone's always going to have a better collection. Someone's going to have luck when yeah. you don't have luck. But you're going to have stuff that they don't have, and you're going to have luck when they don't have it. And if, if you let that stuff dwell it's it's just going to eat you up and then you you're going to not yeah. enjoy it 
and like you said, I think what you said is very true. Um, especially if you've been doing it a long time, it's just how it goes. If you're an avid wax ripper, you might go six months where every dollar you spent, you're losing on boxes. It just doesn't work out your way. Not that you're supposed to be trying to make money ripping wax, but the point being is you might quote unquote strike out. And then one day you hit the one-on-one big rookie or a huge card and it all tilts back in your favor or you're chasing after this one card or set, you know, stuff happens. That's just kind of how the, you know, it, 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 you know, sometimes you have a great role. Sometimes you have a bad role. Um, but if you're yeah. consistent and you love what you do, it shouldn't matter. So it, I think it's, it's a very important thing. It's law, law of averages. Like the Bears were eventually going to win a game, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's our time. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Billy. Hey, just watch out. Justin Fields is on the rise, boys. It's a Trojan uh, Trojan horse right now. He's going up against easy teams. Of course he's going to put Okay. Anyway. So next question is. How did you get hired into working for Upper Deck? And tell us a little bit about that story. Because for people who don't know you, I want people to kind of know your background story and how it all happened. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, I I came back. I came out from actually the restaurant business, and um, I I had made friends with one of my one of my really good college friends. Um, was is married to uh, is married to the now president of Upper Deck. And I would come and visit them during Comic-Con and other stuff. We would meet up and he gave me a tour of the office when he was a brand manager. And so I uh, got a call one day and he's just like, Billy, what's your situation like right now? And uh, I'm like, well, actually, uh, you know, I've been working in the restaurant business. I, I was supposed to be doing something and they they kind of backed out on what my responsibilities were going to be. I'm not very happy. And I, I was going to be looking for something after the holiday season because holiday season restaurants usually do pretty well. He goes, well, I don't know if you've heard or not, but Richard had passed away. He goes, I'm the president of, of uh, I'm the president now. He goes, you know, we're looking for people. And I used to call him, like I'd go at the card shop. I would, hurry, I, felt, I feel bad now. I'm like, man, if, if people did this to me, I would kind of be upset, but I'd call him up and be like, I just bought this all time greats, you know, box. And my autograph was a BJ Armstrong autograph. Like what in the world is that? Like I would, I would harass him about stuff. And uh, he's, but he's just like, um, that's a true story too. I did get a beach. That's amazing. I was so mad. Um, but uh, he's just like, well, he goes, you know, we're looking for a couple positions right now. He goes, I can't hire you. He goes, I let my people hire who, who they want. He goes, but I can definitely get, you know, your resume if it's something you think sure. you'd be interested in. Uh, so I'm like, sure. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm having a phone interview. I have another phone interview. They, they, uh, bring me out from, I was in Northridge at the time, uh, California in the Valley. Uh, they brought me down. I did another interview and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it worked out. I, I thought I was applying, I thought I was going to get one of the positions and I ended up with, with this one. And, uh, you know, I, I think they, they chose wisely, uh, for what I'm doing. I just didn't know if I was qualified enough to do it, but, uh, I had one of the best teachers in the game. Um, guy, you know, my boss, Grant, used to, you know, if there's anyone that's going to know about value of cards, you know, he used to be in charge of, of, you know, the prices of Beckett magazine, you know, wow. talk about knowing value of cards. And he, he was able to, to teach me a lot of, 
a lot of what I still use today, you know, and I, I do, um, you know, I do stuff where I, I look at other people's builds and I kind of catch myself sometimes almost repeating stuff that he said to me when I was, when I was training, like I sat next to him at his desk for six months, uh, just soaking in as much information that I can. And I was fortunate enough to do that. Not everybody gets that opportunity, but uh, it, it was extremely helpful. So that's, that's kind of how I got into it. And, you know, I started off slow. I'm not going to lie. Some of the first sets that I built are, I, I made somebody's hall of fame for worst cards uh, insert. Uh, so I was, uh, I take that kind of proudly now. It was, it was, a uh, it was a funny insert, but, uh, um, you know, you, you, you take your licks and, uh, you know, you, I finally, um, finally kind of transfer. Tr I had to learn, I can't build cards that I want. I have to build cards. What the, the mass. Yes. What people and, want. and that was, that was, that was what flipped the switch was not just one. I mean, you, there's, there's areas where you can, you know, Hey, I really want to do this. But, you know, um, you got to you got to still build a set, a full set of what somebody wants. And so that once I once that clicked, um, you know, I, I think uh, we've been building some really nice sets the past number of years. What's what's nice is that you yourself, you're a collector. So it's not like you're not and you're just trying to put a product out kind of shot in the dark to appease the, the masses you sort of already know growing up, it's like, and rooted into you what, what everybody wants. And then you go out on a limb and start testing different things. And yeah, what you've, what you've definitely put out lately is uh very, very impressive. And I wanted to get into some stuff that, that you guys are going to have out soon. Um, Talk about it. That being, that being, um, we'll start well with hockey upper deck series one release. Yep. Uh, coming up soon. Can you tell us a little bit about that set? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's got a new look. Um, everybody thinks we changed everything and increased prices and whatnot. The fact of the matter is it has a new look because we didn't want to increase the price on it. Um, we, we changed the configuration from a 24 pack box with eight cards per pack to a 12 card box with uh, 12 packs per uh, 12 cards per pack. And people are like, oh, well, now I'm missing doing the math. I'm missing, you know, four cards per pack. Well, here's the interesting part. You used to get uh, seven base cards and one insert card in a pack. Now yeah, you're or, getting or, or, like hit. Type yeah, yeah. Now you're now you're actually getting eight base cards. So you're losing a few base cards, but you're actually getting three inserts per pack. So we're giving you an additional insert uh, in, in each uh, in each pack and, to hit something cool, correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and in those hits, you know, we've added many more levels of rarity. You know, a lot of times it was just like, okay, I'm going to get like a Jersey card and I might get one other hit. Now we've added a number of rare, you know, inserts, um, whether they're numbered or whether they're just uh, rare. And we do what we call Easter eggs, which is like unannounced hits. And each year oh, we well. keep adding more and more of those. So there's, there's some there's some fun ones uh, like my most recent we did we did we used to have like a dressed up one but I had to I had to go a little boondocks on everybody and call it swagnificent so we have our swagnificent uh, you know version of the of the cards instead of just a photo variation that sounds boring you know if they're all dressed up call it call it something cool I but, love that no I love unannounced hits it's always been something I've cherished um, I I like being able especially so like for me like something not upper deck related, but still 
a product is tops, just baseball flagship. I love opening that, ripping it, and finding like I know the checklist in and out because that's a set I always rip. And then finding random, like, oh, this is not on the checklist. Like, this is one of the not announced hit. Like, I love that stuff. So, again, with these products, like, which I, you know, I'm going to actually, we'll get into that more rip this year, finally. I'm going to be a big hockey collector now. Watch out, people. But, uh, yeah, I love that. I think it's very fun when you have stuff that isn't announced, but people know, hey, just keep your eyes open. Look, and you never know. You might hit something real crazy. And it's always fun because... I've also had instances where I've hit something like that, not had any goddamn idea. And then a month later, someone hits it and it's like, finally, now known this. And I go back and I'm like, wait, I think I have that card. And yeah. you're like, oh, crap, this is a monster. Like, so it's always fun. I love that type of stuff. Yeah, no, totally, totally understand that. And I know your love for those SPs and those SSPs, man. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we kind of have our own little versions of those. But, love you know, it. the big the big thing about Series 1 amongst the inserts is we, we've got some new parallels. Now people are like, oh, my gosh, they're making so many new parallels of the Young Guns. And, you know, the Young Guns are the big deal. Young Guns are the, you know, they, call, they fall one every six packs, which, you know, for a rookie card, that's... That's kind of rare. on the rare side but That's and if you true. think about it if you buy a full case you're only going to get like once i think it's like 72 young guns and the set is um the set's 50 cards so you're gonna get like one and a half sets almost of, of the young guns so you know you might only get one bedard if you buy a case uh the lucky cases you get two bedards but uh out of series we, two not oh, uh, yeah out of series two yes yeah. sorry we i jumped the gun on your questions i'm sure but but the thing but the thing is um you know we actually took away some of the parallels so to add parallels um we added a new so we had like our exclusive and our high gloss and those were the numbered parallels of the young guns and i wanted to add a maybe a higher numbered one so you even have more of a chance to get a numbered parallel of a young gun so we have the deluxe which is numbered out of 250 um so that one is that one's built similar to the exquisite and i'm sorry the uh exclusive and the high gloss um now the new insert that we added is called our outburst and this is printed on on um our our one of our new foil boards uh that Ooh. we have and it looks it, it looks like a burst if you've seen the solicitation yeah, like i'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now the solicitate when you see stuff and yep um when you see the uh when you see the the burst, sorry, it's getting. Don't be sorry. I'm, I'm at I'm at work right now, so I, I get uh, I get uh, people Don't asking me questions. So anyway, um, these cards look look amazing compared to what the solicitation says, and um, I get post-it notes too. Uh, yeah. So these fall like we used to have a french variation and it was kind of it was cool oh, you know we had the you know alexi lafiniere uh french canadian so we're like this would be a great year to bring back the french variation and it's like this little 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 thing that says you know variant um and <laughs> it was it was tough to see sometimes and i'm like well let's let's we don't need that anymore if we're gonna add a new parallel let's add the you know, we have this outburst. We're using we're using this technology, and uh, we wanted to do some parallels of that also. And you know, for years, people people think like, "What's Upper Deck thinking? Why haven't they never done a one of one?" And uh, you know, it's it is a debate within. You know, not everyone is even 100% on whether we should have done it a one of one or not. But 
if you're going to do it, uh, we really felt that this was a year uh, with this rookie class throughout the year. See, I didn't jump ahead to series two yet um, to, to, to try out the one of one and uh, one of ones, uh, especially during like the start of COVID, uh, they, they were starting to get a lot of buzz, one, just one of ones in general. So, you know, why not add it to our flagship? And that's what we did. And we, we used the out, we used the outburst parallel because people were worried, well, it's going to take away from the high gloss. It's going to take away from the exclusive. So I wanted these one of ones to be different, to look different. Um, so you still have like the design. It's the player popped out. We just knocked out the whole background. You see the kind of explosion in the background, uh, the shininess. And uh, so we have a red parallel numbered out of 25. And then we have our gold parallel numbered one of one. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm very intrigued to see how those do. There's been a lot of hype about it. There are people are pretty excited. Yes. Um, and I I am too. Uh, I've been I've been looking to add some stuff. And in the process, we had an Easter egg, uh, which was actually one of the lowest print runs for the young guns and people. But it was an Easter egg, so people don't know this. Um, but the the clear cut exclusives um, were were kind of an easter egg but it was even rarer than the clear-cut version which is like an acetate version yeah. of, the, of the young guns so and we do have an acetate young gun which is kind oh. of like a ex style uh version and those I usually those fall in the uh in the extended set so like we'll make them all and those all fall in the extended set and those are kind of yeah, like i a, love the acetate story too. Too. really cool yep. um mm -hmm. but let's get into it Series two, that's what everybody really wants to talk about. Let's just be honest. Connor Bedard, Chicago Blackhawks, original six. The set's coming out. You got the one-on-one. What's what's the thoughts? How is it how is it building that set? People's expectations. You know what type of rookie class it is. You know what people are going to be chasing. I think this is probably gonna be the most hype a hockey product has had since you know. Crosby, Ovechkin, uh, McDavid type levels of hype, and might be even more. Quite honestly, we don't know yet. But I mean, the hobby's bigger today than it was yeah, the then. Bigger. Oh, I mean, the prices. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the opening prices, and I'm not complaining. I'm saying they're getting the respect they deserve. It's not that they're overpriced. I think people need to understand the value and what this set's going to do, especially with the chances of these reds out of 25 with the chances of yes, there's only going to be one lucky guy, but the one of one, these are life changing type of cards. Um, let's talk about it. Cause I'm a guy who never collected hockey. I'm not a big hockey fan. I will be brutally honest. We've talked about it a couple times on different episodes, but Dard has got me full fledged into black Hawk stand. I'm ready to, watch games, get a jersey. Like, I'm ready for it. Like, the hype is real. The city is buzzing for him. This kid's uh, supposedly has superstar, superstar potential, meaning, like, Gretzky, Crosby, McDavid, Ovet, like, these type of levels of expectations already. I, I'm i going to be ripping a lot of this product, either it be retail or hobby. I will be ripping a lot of this product. I truly mean that. I've never been excited, and about this until now it, but again that's not because the product's not built well but because i wasn't a hockey fan and i just want to hear your thoughts alex's thoughts on this because man am i excited for series two specifically 
my my first thought and i think alex will agree is we are absolutely in shock that you were able to name four hockey players <laughs> that did not play for the blackhawks in one breath so <laughs> the fact you did that's that that's all you're getting guys that's <laughs> all you're getting <laughs> Look, um, you know, I've been here 10 years now, 10-ish uh, years. It'll be 10 in, in January. And yeah. I, I've said this. Yeah, I'm going to get like a cool little plaque and everything. Um, I've said this now a couple places. I have heard the phrase generational talent um, once since I've been here. I've heard people say, hey, this guy. Why, you didn't even say Kane or Taves, by the way. I just thought I'd mention Kane that. Kane is a bad guy. Yeah, don't have them coming for me. I've I've heard uh, I've heard people say, "Hey, he's going to be as he he reminds me of Jonathan Taves. He reminds me of Nathan McKinnon. He reminds me, you know, of of Steven Stamkos. I've never I, you know, but generational talent. I've only heard once. It was Connor McDavid. Um, I was fortunate enough. He, I, I had just started. So, like, my first set was actually building Connor McDavid's first upper deck card. It was Team Canada Juniors 2014. That was the first set I ever built. Um, that being said, um, you know, I started building, like, no pressure, but, like, the first sets of a bunch of stuff I built were Connor McDavid rookie years. Now, when I say I built it, you know, I had already mentioned, like, I was working with my boss. Uh, he was pretty much holding my hand through the whole thing and uh, teaching me and helping me out. But we learned a lot just from like we we I don't want to say we didn't know what to expect from McDavid but we learned a lot from having gone through this with with Connor McDavid uh to where I think we're very prepared uh and and know what to expect uh that being said there's still probably it, it the market's still crazier than it, it was 10 years ago yeah. um and now we have you know we were just starting our epac platform at the time that was the first year we ever did our epac was uh the first set that go on epac was uh 15 16 uh series one with Connor mcdavid's rookie card so you know now we've had 10 years of to uh, establish our EPAC and, and get an understanding of that. So we, 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 we feel that we know what to expect. We've been preparing for this for a couple of years. Like Connor Bedard did not like just fall from the sky. Like we people have been seeing him throughout, you know, for the past couple of years, like our team will see highlights of just something ridiculous that he does. So we are super excited uh, uh, for, for him. You know, it, like you said, it's it's bringing a lot of new people into the hobby, um, just like uh, in other sports. You know, it'll bring people in uh, if there's a if there's a big rookie class, or you know, you have your collectors, you have your PC guys, but let's be honest, you have your breakers and you have your uh, rippers and flippers also. So there's there's a part of the market that I think is going to grow. Um, not, I mean, the PC guys are your PC guys. You, obviously, there's new PC guys that come in and your collectors they always collected um but you know the rippers and flippers and the breakers can come and go it just depends on the hot products so we we anticipate there's going to be you know new people in the hobby yes. that are excited about counter bedard that have their own you know podcast called uncut sheets that are really excited about uh <laughs> about counter uh, bedard i'm not joking no. i've already pre-ordered on blow alex told me about blowout yep. i didn't tell you this alex i've pre-ordered one box just to make sure i don't forget i had a little bit of money and i was like i don't even care if it goes down or i could find a better deal i assume it might even go like i know there's a lot of hype and this stuff is gonna sell well i just pre-ordered a box i didn't even care i was just like this way i guarantee myself one to rip because i want to rip 
I'm going to buy retail. I'm going to collect Connor Bedard. I know it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be easy. I already am prepared. But, like, this is the type of hype. Like, and I'm just thinking, like, again, like, I'm not – this is no shot at upper deck. It's no shot – I've never been interested in hockey. It's not that upper deck doesn't a good job. It's just hockey was never my sport, and that's your main license. And so it Jordan's never, never been on skates before. I, I can skate, motherfucker. I can oh, skate okay. good, actually. I'll surprise you. Big boy can skate. Okay. God. All right. Um, it's just so exciting, especially he's on my team. This guy is, again, generational talent. You don't hear about this. And I hear, like, you're a very big hockey head. And I hear a lot of hockey heads talk about this guy. Like, that's what's getting me excited is it's not just one friend or, oh, it's the city buzz because we drafted. Like, everywhere I go, it's like, no, this kid is the real freaking deal. And if he lives up to what we think he's going to live up to, get ready for a show. And him being on an original six, like, that's what – so, like, if you can pull someone like me who has never thought about even ripping a pack and I'm pre-ordering boxes. Imagine what that effect is, like big scope wise. Because I don't think I'm the only guy thinking like that. I think there's a lot of people who understand this kid and are very excited for this product. So yeah, I I really can't wait. I think it's going to be a cool experience. I'm excited to rip something that I know a good friend of mine has helped build and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into. But also, just have fun with the product and rip it. Like this is, you don't get many opportunities to collect someone like this or even have a shot. And there's other rookies. He's not the only guy also. Like I know we're all just focusing on one guy, but there's a bunch of people. It's going to be a very fun set. I mean, you have chances at these brand new exclusive parallels. I mean, I don't know how much more exciting it can get, but it really does feel like this is a really cool time and your guys' stuff. And I love the flagship aspect of it. Again, this is something where you guys have got me, and I love that this is what it is. I like products where most likely you might rip a box. You might, you're probably not going to get a, any Bedard. You're probably not going to hit a massive. But for a low cost of a flagship product, you have a chance to hit something absolutely incredible. And I love that feeling. Nothing gets me excited because, you know, in today's day and age, we have boxes of prism, you know, uh, high end cases, this, that thousand dollar plus boxes, you know, for 200, 250, 300 max, probably, you know, around you can get a hobby box and have a lot of fun. I think that's a unique thing that isn't highly accessible in the hobby today and is missing a lot of the times. So when these flagship products can provide that, I get very excited as a collector. And real quick, I think this is one of those series two anticipated uh, February twenty twenty four, right, Billy? Sometime yeah, in February, end, of, end of February is like we we try to uh, obviously we're we're still catching up on some stuff, but one of the one of the things that we we definitely wanted to focus on, and you know, if we take flack for it, like why can't you get a twenty, you know, twenty two twenty three product out before twenty three twenty four? I understand the reasoning, but the the we we have taken the extra effort to make sure that flagship does come out before uh or not before i'm sorry flagship comes out when it's supposed to come in out season. when it in, when the normal time it, uh, series one usually comes out uh in like the first week of november it's actually coming out uh in october yep. and it's hilarious because people are like why is it coming out early it needs to come i'm like wait you guys are complaining about stuff coming out late and now you're complaining now about you're mad about early. coming out yeah. early 
but uh, series two should be uh, towards the end of February. And then, um, you know, we have another, there's extended also, and um, that, that comes out, uh, you know, probably a, a few months after series one. Extended your version of update, like an update um, You know what? Uh, extended was going to, was more of like a, it was, it was meant to be like a rookie content where, you know, we brought back a lot of old designs and gave them like rookie cards using older, like vintage designs. Uh, and so it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rookie content to it. Well, now that the limitations, you know, a, something you might not know, Jordan, but a player has to skate before he can have an official NHL card. It's not like base, it's not like baseball or it's not like, uh, you know, they get draft, even if they get drafted, they still can't have a card until they've skated. So, um, like and then again, trying to hit our, our dates, um, you know, we, and then the fact that this is, this is actually printed overseas in Italy, uh, the last number of years, we're only able from a, from a timeline standpoint to be able to, to put in what we call holdover rookies, guys that didn't make, uh, get cards, but like skated in the half in the, the year before and, mm -hmm. you know, still are contenders for like rookie of the year and stuff. Cause they haven't skated enough. They might've played like one or two games at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so it's built up of all holdover rookies. Like last year, the holdover rookies, we had Maddie Berniers and Matt Boldy, like they played at the end of the year. And so it was a strong series one. They were strong rookie contenders. We have some good rookies, you know, that are, we have a huge, one of the Hughes brothers is in there. Those Michigan Hughes brothers, darn it. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's a number of good holdovers, um, but they they had to have skated. So unfortunately, all the new draft picks we can't put in there. And people are like, well, you were able to do that for this year and that year back in the past. Why can't you do it now? Well, production time the production time has increased of how much time we need to be able to do stuff. Um, and the fact that it's overseas, it's not like Italy can just uh, you know, yeah, snap uh, fingers. over overnight overnight stuff. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's why it, it, it's built the way it's built now. And so that leaves the opportunity for extended to have, you know, some, some good rookies there. And, you know, it's a big, it's a strong rookie class this year. So, you know, you might see some, some really good content and extended also. That's exciting. Yeah. No. Um, like I said, I just, I can't wait for all of it. I'm really excited to rip the product this year. And again, it just keeps making me think again, like, if you guys are pulling in people like me who, you know, have never thought, I just think with this rookie class and Bedard headlining it and the prospect of all the new incredible inserts and parallels and the pack format that you guys are doing, I really think it's going to be exciting for people too. I think it's a very interesting product. I'm very excited. Um, that being said, also, we're going to transition to the next question which is obviously what everybody wants to talk about is the gold one of one Bedard. And what are your thoughts on it? Because I heard earlier, you said it was a very big conflict and all not conflict, but people were, some people love the idea. Some people hate it. You guys have realized the relevance of one of ones and what it means and having that in a product, what it can do for a product. My thought is I think if anything, it's very cool that you guys finally decided to put a one-on-one in your product. I think you never had it, so it's not overused. It's not something that's played out. You're not doing 15 different parallels <laughs> um, like <laughs> some other companies love to do of a one-on-one. A one-on-one should be a one-of-one, and that's it. And that's what you guys are doing. I just think if that's the case, like, 
I think this is very, very exciting. Um, I know I just asked you a bunch of questions. And then to overall, maybe we'll get, end up with some values because me and Alex were kind of guessing on what we think compared to what other cards and his hype. So, but yeah, what are your thoughts? What was the conflicts? What were people's and how did you guys end up deciding to do this? And I just want to hear, pick your brain on it. Yeah. You know, the idea, the idea came and there's, there's, we have a few more uh, tricks up our sleeve for other products um, that I'm, I will look forward to talking to when the time comes, but, uh, but you know, it, the discussion happened. I, I, I talked to my boss, I review all my builds with my boss and uh, you know, he, he's just like, if there's going to be a year to do it and a year to be able to convince people to do it, um, this is going to be the year. Yeah. And um you know, as I said, it, it, it uh, you know, we, we have consultants that we talk to, we kind of bounce the idea off of them. What do they think? Everybody was all for it. And so, um, you know, we finally decided it, the time is right now as for value, you know, I, I can already guess that, you know, seeing all this, this new, this new bounty I thing is like the craziest that. thing in the world, like with yeah. all these sports and stuff, um, you know, part of me thinks that, uh, you know, we should put like a cheeseburger on it too, to make it even, <laughs> make it even make bigger. Sure it's a double. One yeah, McDonald's double quarter pounder meal. Sure <laughs> yeah, make sure it's even bigger or something. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of bounties. I know a number of shops that are interested in it. Um, and I, I just sat there and thought we have the opportunity to make one of the most, you know, expensive cards like the the McDavid uh you know rookie auto patch i think is selling it between a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars uh the gretzky and i don't i don't think is this is going to pass you know mcdavid cup rookie auto patch i you think never uh, know never know it, dude, if it does honestly, in my head this is my true number i don't have a true number i think bounties will be over six figures meaning at least 100k or more i oh truly me too i agree well I, I over, so. well over, and I, I when I say 100k, that's me being very nice. I, I'm setting the bar exponentially lower than what I really think. I think if you are hearing bounties, and I'm just comparing him in prospect land of some of these prospects we see, and bounty for this guy, and bounty for this guy, bro. Again, people, hockey people, like real hockey people, are comparing him to names of again. Gretzky, Crosby, McDavid, like like all time players, like and people are saying he might have the ability to surpass these guys. Like people are saying he has the real talent, and people expect to him to come out and be nothing but great, and he knows that too. Like it's just a unique world with this bounty. I think this card's going to be absolutely massive. Now I will say, and to, to squash all the people that are going to say Upper Deck's going to put it on their EPAC platform, um, I have given special directions, specific directions that this goes into a hobby box. Now you people hear that and are going to say, "Oh, Billy's going to say it's going into a specific hobby box that's going to get sent to." No, we let me clarify something with EPAC. When we build a set, we have all these cards, and our vendor then will split the the print runs for what goes to our EPAC and what goes into the pack out. Then all those cards that are going to EPAC are just sent to COMC. They're scanned. Like we don't just sit there and run the presses and then keep sending more to EPAC and more EPAC. These numbers <laughs> are specifically set and uh, COMC gets those specific cards. They need to scan them. 
and then when epac opens all those cards are already at com c they're not like oh they got it so now we need to send it to com c and com c sends it to you everything's at com c and in that com split handles all all redeeming yes of those so cards, by the way so i'm going to use fictional numbers this is not accurate at all so let's say you're just using it for yes so let's say there's a hundred exclusive cards of of Connor Bedard. Yep. And the the ratio of of EPAC to hobby is 50-50. 50 of those cards are going to go to EPAC uh, and sent to Com C. 50 of those cards are going to stay in for pack out. And if it's like 70-30, you know, 70 like 70 of those cards are going to be uh there for uh hobby and 30 of those 30. cards will be sent to EPAC. And we even we even make sure like I'll give sp specific directions please mix the numbering we don't want like cards one through 20 all cards one through 20 to go to epac and and uh 21 through 100 to go to to the hobby pack out we we're very specific to you know shuffle them up mix yeah, them up like a deck of cards right but we have to do we have to do it specifically by player and we learned our lesson the one of the first years we had um we just said we need this many exclusive cards and this many high gloss cards to go to epac well, they did that, and I believe like six of the ten uh, Jack Eichel high gloss cards came through EPAC, and people were like, wait, EPAC is so much better than than Hobby. And we learned our, as I said, we learned lessons throughout the years. Sure. That's one. Know, real quick, what is EPAC, and can you oh, explain it to them? Yeah, so, so you, you can go on to. UpperDeckEpac.com, uh, you know, it's people are like, oh, is that a digital card? No, there's physical components to every single pack that you can open. You can open up a pack of oh, yeah. Series 1 or Series 2 down the road. And we usually release them months after they've hit the market because uh, we want to make sure that the the card shops, you know, get their get their due. And so we 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 wait months usually for the product to come out first um but it's also a way to get cards to people that you know can't necessarily get cards you can go on your phone i'll go to here i'll, I'll show you i'll do a demonstration live is there an app that you download yes or no oh. no it's not an app it's not an app it's web upper based, it's web -based. Yeah. okay so i'll i'll give you the pack opening experience if i Beautiful. pull something big it's not staged you see the screen oh you can't really see it. oh the, yeah it says buy packs yep. okay yep. so i'm gonna buy packs so I, I go on here i hit buy pack and then you have all these different kinds of packs that you can buy oh, cool. that we have and there's, and there's, open on there and if I disney entertainment yes you disney get entertainment you know hockey football golf marvel so um let me find something that's not gonna break my bank here yes. um here let's do let's do some aew i know you're a wrestling fan jordan beautiful yes and so, AEW's had some pretty big signings lately yep, <laughs> wrestling so i'm going to 22 20 uh 2022 so i'm selecting that i'm gonna buy one pack and you see it or oh, you can't see i don't know if you can see it 4.99 for the pack i'm gonna hit buy it now so it does all this. I'm going to enter my credit card code that I'm not going to show you guys. No, yeah. you can turn you can turn the phone towards done towards us. That's cool. Submit order. So I submit the order. Okay. And again, you get these physical <laughs> cards if you were to want to redeem them. They can get shipped to your home. Get your orders in yep. now. So there you go. So now I open my packs. So I click on that. 
Mm -hmm. This is really cool. I'm selected. I'm going to select my one pack. And so what we do is a lot of times the digital, the base cards will be digital. So you're like, oh, I don't get them. Well, they're stacking achievements. So say like, so let's open my pack. The first card is boom, it's hook. So this is a digital, this is a digital card. It's a base card. It's digital. But if I get 10 of these hook cards, I can then redeem it and stack it. And I will get a rainbow rainbow foil board version of That's the hook card, so which is cool. which is EPAC exclusive. Um, so you'll get a you'll get an exclusive uh, parallel of the base for stacking a number of it. And EPAC right. has a community, and I'll show you that in a second too. So we'll so you go can next. Buy There's, off other people yep. if you want to stack. Darby, the blade. I got a gold parallel. So that's a physical card. You can see it's got like a scan there. Um, well, you might not be able to see. So that's a physical card. Well, you can get that card sent to you. Yep. I got a main features. Come on, big hit. Nope. I got an announcer card. Oh, there's my my shiny. I think that's the dynamite uh, parallels. So there's MJF. Oh, MJF. Ooh, MJF. Yep. So I got all that. Now I can go to my collection, view my collection. And you can see, you can kind of look at all the cards that you have. And then any of the cards that were physical, you can get sent to you whenever yep. you want. Yep. Okay. So you 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 uh, you transfer it over to ComC. So there's an option to transfer to ComC. So those physical cards you transfer. And obviously the rainbow foil board, like parallels and stuff are transferable. So you transfer them over to ComC. And so then you have a, uh, and then you can just have them sent from ComC. Um, now there's also like, you can look at a card and you can barely see it, but there's like, there's little, there's binoculars. Let me, where's my camera? I don't know if you can see it or not. There's little binoculars there. Right. Okay. There. Oh yeah. I get what you're, you yep. can click on that. What that is, this is even cool. That shows you all of the different traders or people online that have selected that as, you know, like that's what I'm looking for. That's what they want to buy. So Yeah. Cool. So, so you're... you have the option to put like a hit a little heart button and that that is in that then goes to your wish list. That's what it's called is the Smart. wish list. So you can so like see your, oh, somebody uh, wants that uh, card. That's so how you then, that's how you split the cards up through the EPAC and the regular hobby is that's how it works now for people who were curious. Correct. Yep. And so then you can go to trade. You can look at the marketplace like you can you know, go to trades and you can like set up trades and you can go to other people, go to other cards. It's very cool. It's, yeah. And it, it started like very simple and it's just grown and grown and it gives people an opportunity that, that don't live by a, uh, a card shop or, you know, a place that would have, you know, cards, uh, like you can get retail, but EPAC and hobby boxes are usually built a little different than retail packs. Right. So these are these are like very similar to the hobby packs. Usually hobby hobby packs and EPAC packs are built very similar, except a lot of times the base cards are digital. Now, if you you can get like ultimate on there, and when you get ultimate, every single card is physical. Like there are packs that every single card in there because they're val they're all valuable. Yeah. Um, but what this will do, and people are like, oh, we make so much money with EPAC because uh, it's all digital. What people don't understand is there's scanning fees, there's holding fees, there's all that stuff. Technology. Usually, a lot, yeah, a lot of the times, there it's it's a wash between you know which one is better for us. So, but it, it our and what people don't know is you know Jason Mashra used to own a card shop. You know, it, it's not just like some guy came in off the streets and is, is running up or deck. The, the guy like 
owned his own card shop. He cares about card shops. He cares about, uh, you know, the brick and mortar. So um, he does a lot for them. And uh, that's why that's one of the reasons why you won't see us selling stuff on EPAC before uh, the brick and mortar has an opportunity to sell it and, and, and you know, do well on it. So um, it's, it's very beneficial to have someone that's part of the hobby, you know, leading the way. 100%. Nice. Well, that is all very exciting stuff. Um, the gold bedard is going to be absolutely super exciting. Um, um, real quickly, can we can we can we put it out there right now that Uncut Sheets is putting a hundred dollar bounty on the gold bedard? Yes, actually, right now I'm going <laughs> to up the ante right now. Hundred dollars. Let's just. I will put a thousand dollar bounty. Thousand ever gold bedard bounty. Thousand dollars. You heard it here first. If you pull it, contact me and Alex. We will get you that money, friends and family, as Travel. quick as you can snap your fingers. $1,000 on the gold bedard. First bounty. You heard it here first. Thank you, Billy. We'll, no problem. We'll pay, we'll pay for your travel as well, and we'll do the transaction right at a Golden Corral <laughs> on us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's only appropriate. Golden Corral, gold one of one. I mean, yeah, if, don't, if this, don't, don't say we aren't willing to spoil people on this show. If if this gets uh if this gets posted like a day later, I know you guys have to edit everything. Uh you know, all the all the, the stuff that Jordan said basic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you have to edit, uh you'll already have his first game stats. So you can kind of like dub in like if Jordan's just talking, like ignore part of the, something he's saying, and then and Connor had one goal and two assists his first night against Sidney Crosby, one of the guys that uh, Jordan knows against Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Now it's going to be crazy if he does get one goal and two assists his first game. And I called it here right now. Trust me. I, I hope he does the Austin Matthews and gets four goals in his first game. That was, that was the, uh, that was probably one of the craziest because he got four goals in his first game. He's a Toronto Maple Leaf, and the expo yeah. happened like the next week. And oh my gosh, the hype on Matthew! Yeah, like we thought we thought it was going to drop funny. after McDavid. It actually the, the hype for hockey cards actually went up, and a lot of that had to do with Matthew's first game. Yeah, yeah. hometown, uh, home team. So right? Real quickly, the Toronto Expo show is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Um. What are your plans for Upper Deck? What is Upper Deck doing at the Toronto Expo show? We know this is your main license. This is the bread and butter. Um, this is a massive show for you guys. This will be the biggest Toronto show ever. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm sure. Absolutely insanity, um, especially with Bedard and all that stuff coming up soon. I know that product won't be there for that, but the point being is just the hype and everything. What are your, the plans for Upper well, Deck? Well, I mean – our, our booth is going to be huge. Uh, someone here who is an expert of upper deckers will know that, uh, you know, we've got, we've got double, we're going to have an upper decker to the upper the deck. Booth. deck. Yes. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, so you can just kind of like look over and see everything, but uh, you know, that is a great opportunity for us to show off a lot of our, our UDA pieces. Um, our UDA team uh, does a great job making some amazing memorabilia, one-of-a-kind stuff. I mean, you can see behind me the messy, like the breakthrough here, where that soccer ball is not in the picture. That soccer ball is like out of the, 
the picture. You know, it's it's really cool. And they have they have stuff like that for hockey. They have the show pieces, uh, which are some of the nicest thing, the Tagatas. So, you know, UDA is definitely going to be coming strong. You know, you saw a lot of that stuff at the National if you were there. Some of the stuff that we have for, you know, like Jordan and stuff. And it, we have similar items in hockey. Um, I think we'll have our um, our monumental boxes there which are like, you'll have like three, I think it's three or four pieces of memorabilia in each box. Um, those have always been a big hits. Those sell out like in the first yeah, 10 minutes. Like we, have crazy we try to do one each day and there's there's a lot of high-end memorabilia in that. Um, we'll have a cool breaking area where like we, we like to take, this is an opportunity for us also to kind of help out and take out our shop or uh, help out our shops. And so we have our like priority packs and stuff where if you buy a box of um, a specific product, they come over to our booth and we kind of crack the seal on the box. We don't want people reselling it and coming back and then getting more free packs and stuff. So, you know, we kind of crack the crack the packs and then they'll get a additional pack that can have an autograph that can have some rookie content in there. So, so that's cool. So we have a breaking area for, for upper deck products um, and a showcase. We have a case incentive, like, you know, you buy a case of specific boxes and there's some even better cards. I think there's usually like some, like McDavid autographs potentially in there, Gretzky or, 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 or some of the top rookies. So, you know, uh, buy a, buy a case and you're almost getting another case hit just by buying a case. It's like, you're getting two case hits at the same and if time. If you have customers, and you buy the case for them, you can always keep that extra or give it to your customers as a bonus and pass it on. So that's always yep. nice. And, and the best part is like the, the expo is the best opportunity for all the people with complaints to go talk to our customer service and complain. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a great opportunity for us, though, to talk to people. I love going to the, the fall expo because usually series one comes out and I can get a feel for what people like, what people don't like, because, you know, we're, we're, we're building, you know, the sets a year ahead of time. So it, it's good to know, you know, the feedback, it, it helps us build products in the future. Um, and then me personally, um, where I will be around the booth, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, we're going for the, for PDT, the product development team. Uh, and, uh, a couple of us will be walking around and talking to the shops and talking, you know, to the, uh, the, the the Ken Richardsons the uh, you know Clutes and Chara and and uh, out of the box and uh, there's a whole bunch of you know just shops that we'll go and we sit and we talk to them and kind of figure out and pick their brains and see what's going on and it's a good chance for me to kind of look at the market see what what cards I built what people are putting out there what what seems to be the attraction for people what's selling well what's not selling well you know there's inserts that I've built in sets that I thought would do very well and and haven't well why haven't they done well um well are they marketed a specific way I, I an example uh, I can give you you know I have these metallics cards in metal universe that I think are gorgeous um and th there's like a hundred card checklist. So you have to buy like a hundred cases. If you want to get, try to get that McDavid, you know, metallics cards, um, it, it's going to take one every hundred cases is going to have one. That seems pretty rare to me. I don't know about you. Um, and, sure. you know, I don't know if they're necessarily getting the reaction. Uh, maybe if I, you know, do, put them in cartoons or have a, an explosion in the background, maybe then they'll get a little bit of love. I don't know. 
but uh, you know, it's a rare technology card. Um, so I gotta, I gotta talk to guys like, well, hey, why isn't this insert doing as well as I have? Or why are these 16-bit cards, which people love? We actually, we pulled one. You'll like this because it's a Blackhawk. But we pulled the, uh, the, is it, is it Tate? No, it's Kaner. Really uh, like we pulled the Kane. Really yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the most popular video game for hockey? It's 94. That's you know, a really uh, cool Yeah. So we kind of like. We can't do a EA Sports game card, but you know what was it known for? Well, these are the kind of graphics. Well, let's do a card that's that kind of resembles sixteen-bit uh, uh, graphics. So, yeah, these have been real popular. These I, we stated the odds this year. So this is like one in every eight hundred and ten packs of of allure that comes out tomorrow. Um, so that's about mm -hmm. one every like eight cases that you're gonna get one of these. Wow. These are Beautiful. rare. These aren't, uh, these don't happen. Here's another cool one. Sorry, I'm what changing the subject. It's very, very but rare. Here's the doubloons. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, these are kind of cool. And it kind of looks like a gold coin. Here's the back. I have, and there's the filler. It's gold filler. I haven't seen, and we didn't invent this. I'm, this isn't the first time you've ever seen it, but for the fact that our, our opponents, opponents, our um, competitors <laughs> make so much chrome, the fact I haven't seen a dual-sided Chrome card in, I can't, since the 90s, in my opinion. Sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, it, it must not have made an impact. Oh, that's a beautiful um, but this is, this is a really cool-looking card. And again, these come one per case. The checklist is, you know, 100 cards. So these are rare cards that to find. But, uh, you know, just some, just some cool stuff there that... Uh, no, Sorry, I kind of changed the subject on you. No, I, I have okay. all these. No. Sorry, I love hearing it. Back. Well, I love hearing this stuff. Don't be sorry. This is what people like. This is a card show. This is what we come to talk about. But yeah, no, I think what you guys are going to do at the Toronto Expo is really cool. And uh, I'm excited, Alex. I was just going to say, no recreation. You're not bringing back the power deck? <laughs> no, no, it's not. A, it's well, not. I'm on still the, wondering uh, why my CDs still scratch up, man. Come on. Yeah, someone, someone gave me one of those. I think it, it's did in they? a box in here. Yeah. And did you, there were video cards back in the day, too. The cut, I mean, yeah. they had some technology. You open it up, and a video plays about Taylor Hall, who's still in the league, playing for your Blackhawks. So, yeah, it's, it's fun. Final question. Without getting into too much detail, aside from NHL, AEW, Marvel, all the, you know, normal stuff, are there any categories that Upper Deck may be entering? You know, pickleball, you know. Pickleball's taken. Pickleball, some esports. Who knows? I just, is there anything cool that maybe you want to tease or maybe, you know? Well, we, we, def we, we definitely have been, um, have been dealing with a lot of, of esports. You know, we had the, um, uh, I think we did a Call of Duty set that uh, came out recently, oh, um, cool. and we have we have other we have other stuff in the works. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. Um, we're always looking for new licenses, whether it be sports, whether it be entertainment. Um, one that you haven't seen a set yet from, but I've already built one or two. Uh, we have you know the license for the boys, which I'm I really excited about. Me. Yeah, tell me about it. I, I can't wait either. Um, there's another there's other entertainment sets that I can't I can't say anything until. You know, we've, we've released I stuff, um, but uh, I, I can tell you, I have, I have built already a few sets for a huge license uh, that we have um, that I'm excited about. Uh, and, but entertainment seems to be, you know, there aren't new, like, what are we going to smash ball? Are we going to do the smash ball license? Like, I remember watching that on the Ocho uh, a few years ago. Uh, and I think I even jokingly said we should put 
this in <laughs> the set, like whatever the smash ball champ was, um, you know, there's not many new sports that are being invented. So, um, you know, we're yeah. going to continue to put our feather in the, in, in the hat for, uh, for all these sports licenses. But uh, I think entertainment is really, is, is a way to, to continue to expand uh, for, for licenses. And we, we've been growing our entertainment department. Uh, you'll see me, I, I've been building some entertainment. My counterparts, uh, Tony, Matthew, and Pat all have dipped their hands into some sort of entertainment. So, um, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity and, uh, it's been a lot of fun because some of the stuff has, has brought back some memories of what we're building, but unfortunately I can't really, uh, release any of that information. You got to wait for the, uh, the official announcements before oh, I can all of a sudden we'll jump on, on there and say, well, we'll have to pull some teeth, drop a couple bows for the AEW fans and stuff. Take <laughs> off the gloves for the hockey fans next time. No, but that is pretty much it. Um, we wanted to give you at this point in the show, we always just want to give you a chance to shout out anything you want, anything you want to promote, talk about, say, just thank you to anyone or anybody or anything. This is your chance to do whatever you want, buddy. Well, I'll start off by saying before I before I pump the uh, the uh, the new sets, I, I will say, Jordan. I think I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat me on desk decoration that you're going to like. I'll I'll pull it out right here. <laughs> I've got my bowling ball, not just or bowling pin, not just a regular bowling pin, signed by the dude. Right there. <laughs> yeah, got Bridges and I got Eli Roth, but aside by the dude. Too amazing. Yeah, I, I, you know, my my counterpart Tony had a bowling pin at his desk, and I was jealous, and so I brought in my uh, my 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 dude bowling pin. Game used. It looks yeah, game it, used. Oh, it's definitely used. It's definitely used. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to think of a, sometimes you got to think of original things for people to get signed in, in a bowling pin. Yeah, saw it right. Like that's yep. one of those things where they're just shocked. But like, what an iconic! Like, because I'm trying to bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you'd appreciate that. Um, you know, you're not a golfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You know, we've got uh, SPX just came out uh, last week and has been really has been uh, exciting for people. There's some really nice cards, some really cool technology. That's kind of what uh, what that's all about. Allure comes out tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited about that. You know, I, I see cards all the time. I see them every day and I get yelled at by my my boss and my counterparts when we're doing case checks. You can kind of see in the background. We did a case check of Allure and rarely do I get excited because I see it all the time. And I was excited about this one. I really was. And I've already messaged a bunch of people. I'm like, wait till you see Allure. It's pretty special. Uh, and then guess what? <laughs> the next week we got Series 1. And I'm really excited to, to hear people's feedback and, and see what people think about it, uh, the, the new configuration. Because, you know, we made these changes to save money. We didn't make these changes to try to drive up prices or anything like that. It actually, you're saving money on printing cards and you're saving money on packaging. And those were two of the, the things that went up most when it, when uh, prices started going up on stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we, we've got another big one coming out. I don't think it's been announced yet. I think it'll be announced tomorrow, but yeah. um, 
it uh we do have another big one coming out. wait are you are you gonna release this when are you releasing this this will come out in like, like a day or two so 48 hours or less making me do math uh i, won't, I can't announce it yet but we'll do uh, anything. Right. i don't want you to get in trouble but uh it'll, well, it'll, big announcements coming soon so if you're yeah. hearing this episode, release, release wise release wise it's one of our biggest sets so if, if you can figure that out um great um i can't talk about the cup that, that's the rule about the cup you can't talk about the cup but no um it's like fight club some something fight, else. Club. fight club yeah that's that's literally what we do but literally. you know i i'm excited uh as i said i i uh I, I got to share the same space and time with with such legends as uh, as the um the uh the eric myers and the king of supplies, uh, Tim, yeah, and, uh, and yes. Tori, and like I said, I got their, I got their stuff right here. Let me on my desk. I got my, got my slab strong. Yeah, got my show your slabs. Mm. Got my graded gamer. Got my card let. Yeah. So when you guys, when you guys get stickers, I put them on my desk. So I have them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you in. Uh, November. I can't wait. You know, I appreciate you guys having me on here. I know, I know you. I don't know if this is a step in a different direction for what you guys normally have on your show. No, um, but it. any any chance that I have to be able to educate the consumer, that's that's why I go on stuff like Clubhouse. That's why I go uh, to these shows. That's why I do as many podcasts as I can. I I, I want to educate um, because there's a lot of stuff that people don't understand about making trading cards that uh, they might they might understand a little better and might not necessarily yes. make some of the comments they make if if they do know the background behind uh making a two and a half by three and a half piece of cardboard you know 100%. so Absolutely. and uh like i said jordan I've, I've known about this hockey enthusiasm for a while now as soon as the draft started i i know that you're excited about it alex has we're from hockey town so we've we've known yeah. about hockey oh that's what i was gonna say i believe uh jordan mentioned something or someone mentioned something about a hockey town and i i, I was a little upset because i'm like no 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 there's only one hockey town jordan uh, said Detroit. oh hockey town or something yes like yes that's episode. what it was i i, I caught that city. people love the black Hawk oh, city okay i will i will say this one more thing about bedard is it, I know you love pat I, people like patches, and you get the best patches out of Blackhawk uniforms. Yeah, man, there's gonna be. I can just imagine right now. It's like full tomahawk. Like, oh yep. my goodness, yep. I could just imagine. Like the stuff you guys are gonna be able to do is unbelievable. But yeah, yeah we, we've got the best patches in 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 sports. I will say that, Billy. We definitely want to have you on early february tentatively since yeah we want to have so that maybe even i rip a box like i'll buy a box we rip it live or something fun like uh, i we have to do something cool because that release is so exciting but again we appreciate you coming on we know you're extremely busy we know you do a lot of important things for the hobby uh i can't thank you enough you've been an amazing guest Real quickly, just to interrupt, we want to always shout out our amazing sponsor, Alt.xyz. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. They have done us right in every way possible and helped us out tremendously. So go check them out. Uh, check out their liquid auctions, their bolting service, their loans, everything above. They are amazing. Shout out to Alt. 
And uh, yeah, once again, we can't thank you enough. And Alex, any closing words? I know Billy has a meeting to go to, and uh, yeah, we just want to thank you. I, 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 hit, I hit the quota that you said. To, how many times I was supposed to say the name Eric Myers, right? Yeah. Okay. Just make sure. Well, that is it, everyone. Thank you so much, Billy. Thank you, Alex. I love you, and as always, kisses for the viewers. Mm -hmm. See you guys.